Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Some of us guys went away on Friday night and uh, we went away and we camped out in the dirt um, and we weren't clean. I, I, I don't know about anyone else who was there, but I didn't see one toothbrush. I didn't see any soap. I didn't see any deodorant. All I saw was dirt. And, and the kids that were there, I've got some photos and I should have uplift, up, uploaded them, but when they left, their faces were covered in food and covered in mud. So mums, if they came home like that, I am sorry, but blame your husbands. <laughs> I came home and the first thing I did when I got home is I unpacked the car and did everything I had to do. Then I, I went and jumped in a freezing cold pool. And I do that because it just, it just makes you feel clean. I don't know, do you ever do that? I do that, maybe I'm silly. And then I hopped out of the pool and I hopped in a hot shower and had a hot shower. Had a shave and, and brushed my teeth. And I just felt clean. You, you know when you've been really grubby and dirty and you smell a bit and you get freshened up and you feel clean? That's what you're like this morning. You're clean. You've come out of your old life. And when you're in it, you don't even really know what it's like. You think you're clean. But then you come through this experience and you get washed and you're clean. And all of a sudden, you realize how dirty you were before. If you've known Jesus, you're clean. And when I got home and after I had my shower, I sat down and I just felt peaceful. And, and it's, it's not that I'm not talking spiritually wise. Just because I cleaned myself up, I felt good. That's where you're at this morning. You're clean. Once and for all. This experience where we give our heart to Jesus is a once and for all experience. Where we give our life to him. And after that, we get the opportunity to walk our lives with him. Clean before him. You have no way. You don't have to come to him and say, God, I can't come to you again. God, there's stuff in my life I can't come to you again. We still, we ask forgiveness for our sins. And we, and we, we step in and we work through things. But let me tell you, you're clean. Once and for all. Jesus came to set you free from your past hurts, your shame, your pain. He filled you with joy and turned you around. He wants to make you feel prosperous in your life. He doesn't want to put you down. He wasn't, doesn't want to make you a, a servant that's low. He wants to lift you up and make you prosperous in your life. In John 10.10 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life to the full. God wants you to live a full life. This foundational experience you have in God where you, where you get saved and you give your life to Him, I believe that once I'm saved, I am always saved. I believe until I am saved, until I make some crazy, crazy decision and turn, to turn my back on Him totally and walk away and do something totally offend, offensive to Him for the rest of my life, I believe I am saved. He's never going to turn away. He's never going to let me down. He's always going to be with me. He's no matter what, no matter what situation I'm in, I am saved. But I have to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. This is the practicalities. We, we preach this gospel where we say, Jesus, I give my life to you. And we expect, and somehow we put on this, 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 there's this expectation that from that moment on, my life is going to run perfectly. Well, from living a life with Jesus for 30 years, there's mountain highs 
and there's valley lows. But my God does not change. When I'm in the deepest valley, my God does not change. No matter what I feel, no matter where I am, I step into God and I know that he's going to pull me out of that valley. And sometimes it takes a while, but he pulls me out of this valley. So can I tell you, for these people who are getting baptized, you're saved. Jesus is never going to leave you. He's always going to be there. But let me tell you, life is going to throw up some challenges. And when it throws up challenges, the only thing you can do is to refocus and turn your life back on Jesus. And as long as we keep our eyes on him, the valley will soon disappear and the mountaintop will come in its place. What would happen if this morning, this wouldn't happen, but if it did happen, if Scott Morrison gave us a personal invite to Kirribilli House and we went down and we walked into the house and he stood there and he went to say hello and there was a banquet table and we went straight past him and we went to the banquet table and started eating our fill we went and sat down and turned on his huge big screen TV and watched TV and then went and jumped in his pool and had a swim. Um, and we never said hello to Scott Morrison. What would happen? So many of us, as our Christian life, we tend to focus on what's on around us, but he wants us to focus on him. He wants us to have all the rest of the things, but if we focus on him, the rest of the things will follow. But if we take our eyes off him, eventually the stuff that we chase will take over him. And so often, when, we're, when we've been living life as a Christian for a long, long time, we tend to think, just because I've been a Christian for a long time makes me close to him. Time can be our enemy. Time is what we look at. And when we, when we look at our life of God, we think, I've been a Christian 20 years. And look at me, I'm going strong. Great, you've been so strong. But what would happen if those 20 years, if you turn around and you shook God's hand like you did with Scott Morrison, and you got to know him personally, day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, I see young people who have been on fire for God five years and they're powering ahead. And I'm not judging anybody here, but I see Christians who have been Christians for 30, 40, 50 years. And they think because they've been Christians a long time, they're strong in God. Our strength does not come out of being Christian a long time. It comes out of relationship with Him, being truthful to Him, living our life with Him day by day by day by day. As you're getting baptized, you're clean when you come out of this water. You're clean now, but you're going to be cleaner when you come out of this water. But tomorrow, you're going to wake up. Tomorrow morning when you get up, Jesus, I thank you for today. Jesus, I thank you I get the opportunity to step into you yet again. I thank you, your promises are yes and your amen for me. I thank you to God, you're going to be with me no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance. I'm, a comer, I'm overcome, I'm above and beneath, I'm not below. They're the circumstances we take, they're the faith statements we take every day of our lives. Can I encourage you, if your faith is waning a little bit, if you feel like the buzz has come off you, can I encourage you, step in. Step in, step in. The season as Claire spoke about before, we're calling it wake up, but this season for us as a church is to become alive again. I believe that the things that we've let slip a little bit are going to come alive again in this season. I believe that you're going to see dreams and visions come out in your life as you press into Him, as you choose to make a conscious decision to step into Him. You're going to see things happening in your life, a closeness in your life that you haven't experienced before. I don't know if you're experiencing that. I'm experiencing that in my life. I want more. I want more. Clara's going through a bit of a health kick this, this week and she, she's gone off chocolate. Um, 
But I always say, once you taste, if you know what chocolate's like and you have a piece of chocolate, you want another piece and another piece and another piece. It's like that with Jesus. When you're experiencing him and you experience Jesus, you want it again and you want it again and you want it again. There's a hunger. If you've lost that hunger, may I, may I encourage you, if nothing else you're going to hear this morning, take another piece of chocolate. Eat another piece of chocolate. Yeah. I, I hear that. Amen. Choose, Lord. Choose him. Step in. Because Jesus Christ, he did not come to make bad people good, but he made it make dead people come alive. Yeah. I'm not claiming that one. This is from Ravi Zacharias. Jesus Christ did not come to make bad people good because we can all try to be good. We can all try to be good and try to earn our way to him. But he came to make dead people alive. And that is what we are and we follow and we're alive. Our old man, our old life is dead and we're alive in him. For God demonstrated his love for us that while we're yet sinners, he died for us. And therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The older has come, the old is gone and the new is here. Nicodemus came to see Jesus and he was told to be born again. He was a Jewish leader at the time. If you don't know the Bible, um, he was a leader at the time. He knew all about how to get to God, supposedly. Supposedly. But Jesus came and said, you have to be born again. You have to start afresh and press into God anew. I believe you guys are born again. This is a new life, a new day, a new hour. They've got some testimonies they're going to say to you already um, from their life. You know, Islam doesn't stack up because Allah is so far above God and man, we can never touch him. The gods that a lot of this world... Say they, they say the God, the God of everything, but there's really nothing personal in it. I believe in a God who is personal towards us. Can you imagine before eternity started, there was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Before even time came into existence, those three were co-eternal, perfect, in a loving relationship forever and ever and ever. They never had a fight. They never had an argument. They loved each other forever and ever and ever. Do you realize... When you give your life to Jesus, it's like you're stepping into that family. And the same love they have for each other, forever, 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 is the same love he's going to have for you. It is never going to be broken. It is never going to change. Because can you, and you know because they live together in perfect harmony. We have the opportunity to step into that relationship and be grafted in, as Claire said this morning, to be sons and daughters of him. Into this relationship that is perfect never fails. That is a God I serve. That is a God I want to know stronger. That is a God I want to live my life for, one that will never let me down. This God is all-powerful. He stepped into Moses, Moses' life, and he came out in a burning bush. I find it amazing that God's Spirit goes on a bush and it catches fire. When God's Spirit comes upon you, what should we do? That's right. That's right. I got one person who's on fire. <laughs> and God speaks to him in that fire. Have you had a, a, a time in your life where God's Spirit has come upon you and you've actually felt like your body's on fire? I have. I've actually seen flames come out of my eyes and sparks coming out of the end of my fingers and all that sort of stuff which I love, but God, that fire doesn't go out. 
you mightn't feel the expression of it, but as you keep walking with God, the fire does not go out. It just keeps on going. And he speaks to you just like he spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. He will speak to you out of that into your life. You know, Jesus, when he was on the earth, he made one very huge statement. He made lots of them. But he says, I am. I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The, the, the choice is for us. We can either think he's a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's Lord. This is the big choice. As we come and we get confronted with God, with the great I am, we have this faith step. We say, God, Jesus, you're either a lunatic, you're either a liar, or you're Lord. That's the decision we have to make today, and make it probably daily too. Is he Lord? When he asks you to step out and do something really crazy, God, you're a lunatic. <laughs> well, God, are you Lord? This is a choice as we live our life daily with him. Is he Lord? Is he Lord of my life, being able to, to, that I can trust? Because if God is, that first name is I am. And you know why they said that? Because there's, he said I am because there was no word to ascribe him. So he just says I am. And he says I am, I am, I am. That means when life is tough, I am your support. When things go wrong, I am here for you. When you need a, a hand, then I am your leader and your deliverer. That is the God I serve. The God of the I am. The I am in your life. The answer for every situation, every circumstance. God is eternal. He's omniscient, he knows everything, he's omnipotent, all-powerful, he's omnipresent, that means he's everywhere. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. Like I said before, he was existence before the very beginning of time. Jesus made some I am statements. He says, I am the true vine, grafted in, just like Claire said this morning. I'm the bread of life. When you need sustenance, he's there for you. He will sustain you in every situation. I'm the light of the world. Can we turn the house lights off for a second? Not all off. But what happens when he says, I am the light of the world? Can you whack those right up? He illuminates. Darkness just disappears. There cannot be darkness when there's light. Can you see darkness? Because when there's light, there's no darkness. He's the light of the world. And when there's, when there's light, he illuminates everything around us. No more darkness in your life. He says, I am the gate. The only way to God is through the gate. Are we going to open up the door for him this morning and allow him to come in, into our lives? The gate. Through the gate into a life with him. He is the gate. He says, I am the gate. He says, I am the good shepherd. He leaves the 99 for the one. You're the one. Can I say to you, every single one of us this morning are the one. He leaves the 99 for the one because he says, I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. And you know how he can say that? Can you tell me another man that was resurrected and came to life? He prophesied it before he died. He spoke about what was going to happen. And then he lived, he died on a cross, and then he rose again. A man who prophesied his own death. And because he walked it out, that means if we're his sons and daughters, we can walk it out. That means we're going to, when we die, and when we finally take our last breath, we're going to go to heaven and we're going to meet with him there. But more than that, it means you can pull down heaven to earth. More than that that you can live a life pleasing to him because he is the resurrection and the life. That means the dead things that are in your life can become new. That means the things you put down and says, this is never going to happen for me. You can pull up and say, I breathe new life into them and allow Jesus to breathe life over you this morning. Therefore, 
There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, Jesus, the law of the Spirit that gives us life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. You are free, you are clean. Can we choose to step into that today? Can we choose to say, yes, I'm free, I'm clean. That means Jesus is with me. He's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. He's all over me right now. Even as I stand here now, he's all over me. His Holy Spirit is all in me right now. Exactly what I need for the situation I'm in right now. Right now. Today, if you're coming to the service this morning and you feel like, just as I said, we went away Friday night and we felt like we were pretty dirty and there's stuff in my life that, that, I didn't want them, the dirt was on me, and I had a shower and I washed myself clean. If you're coming here this morning with stuff that you know is on your life that you don't want here, you have the opportunity to walk out of this place clean this morning. But it's your opportunity. He gives you the opportunity to step in, to step in through the gate this morning, but you've got to take the choice to step in, to meet with him this morning and allow his spirit to touch you in whatever area that, that means to you. I'm going to, later on, you're going to get the opportunity to make a choice of who you're going to follow in your life, either the light or the darkness. And if you allow the light to be turned on your life, the darkness will disappear. It will disappear. Well, we're going to baptize some people this morning. Can we ask the worship team to come up?